everybody. This is Diane Gibbs. I'm the host of Design Recharge. This is episode 272, and I'm super pumped to have my friend Scott Soder on. And Scott, I even used you. I had a, was talking to my students this morning about social media, and I had a picture um, of one of your posts with the pig on the pogo stick. Um, cause I just love how you utilize the, so you're in a square for Instagram, but then you had a circle behind the pig and he was on, I just love your illustrations. Like I really just wanted to squeeze them. They're just so cute. Well, thank so you. I've been a huge fan for a long time cause I made that presentation a while ago. So we have some other new people too. If you're new, please put your stuff over in the, say, put your stuff. That sounds weird. Uh, put your name and then, or where you're from over in the chat. And then that way we get to know you better. And lots of other um, people are coming. And if you come a little early, we always go live earlier. And then we, oopsie, sorry, hit my microphone. Um, then we can talk a little bit and make you feel a little bit more more part of the crew. So Frederick um, and Heather are joining us today too. So I'm excited to have y'all, y'all here and Jason. So Jason, Creative South, Jason, I think. Um, hey, Jason. Oh no, Jason's here from Seattle. Sweet, a different Jason. So Jason, tell us maybe what your last name is. We have some, we have a good many Jasons that come. Oh, Jason Thornton. Oh yeah, awesome. Okay, all right. Well, we're getting started. And we, we did not get through all this stuff last time, but I love Scott's story. And so we're really going to dig in today. And so Scott, we're not really going on background. You can, you guys, if you're watching, you can go back to episode 250 and listen to the first part or pull it up. If you just look up Scott Soder, S O E D E R. And we're just going to dig in this time. We're going to be talking about some, you've used some, um, unconventional marketing methods and I think that are fun. They're fun for you that maybe they make it a little bit more exciting. And when we talked last time, it was right before creative South and you had just started a hundred day project. So I'm just kind of painting the picture for everybody. Um, this was, we talked last time about your personal project. That was the hot wheels. I can't remember what you called it though. Pop wheels pop wheels and it was awesome um but you have incorporated personal projects more than once into your daily schedule i want to know how you're fitting that in because i think sometimes we get off track and we think how i can't do this i'm too busy but you you've done this multiple times and i think it's gotten you work right i believe so yeah <laughs> okay so can you talk about how um that how you're able to keep up um, with your 100-day project, because a 100-day project is a pretty massive undertaking. And you did these um, worksheets, like for, for fun, fun, I don't know what they're called. I just called them activity sheets. Activity sheets, much better than worksheets. Work <laughs> has a bad word in it, right? W-O-R-K. Um, all right, so we you did these worksheets. So how did you keep up? Because 100 days is a long time. You went to Creative South in the middle of that 100 days. So, and, and these aren't just like a one coloring book sheet. Like sometimes they have a maze or some sort of other activity. There's definitely something to color, I think. Work mm -hmm. can be fun, Andre, absolutely. Hey, Lenny's here too. And Josh Ash and Andre from Portugal. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming. Okay, Scott, answer the and question. And Lenny. I see Lenny. Hey, Lenny. <laughs> and Anna from Orlando. Nice. Well, um, 
going back to the 100 day project uh i'm a fan of like jake parker and i listen to andy miller's podcast too and that's how i found out about the 100 day project and if you guys don't know about it it's um I think it's called the 100dayproject.org might be the website, or if you Google that, you could find it. But it's a challenge to do something every day consecutively for 100 days, um, make something. And that is a, a, a lofty thing with, because my personal projects before have just been weaved into my schedule. You know, I'm going to take a lunch break now, and I'm going to spend 20 minutes drawing this out, or tonight after the kids go to bed, I'm going to work on this other thing I had an idea for. And with this one, with it being that 100 day, it's like April 11th through July something is when it runs. I really wanted to be able to do that consecutively every day. And for that, I had to kind of, I had to make a schedule for it. I got real diligent about it. So what I did with that is I, got up early. I would get up at 5.30 in the morning and not check email, not get on social media or any of that stuff because you have a tendency to do that when you sit down at the desk. And I've really been trying to hone in the email because it becomes a time suck if you're just responding to it all day. Mm -hmm. So I was wanting to get in the habit of this is when I do email and then I'm not going to do it the rest of the day. And then I'm going to come back and I've had some clients like, are you okay? Are they okay? I'm good. I'm good. I've just been trying to experiment with this or like, Oh, okay. So people will understand if you kind of tell them <laughs> what's up. Um, and anyway, so that's what I did. I got up at five thirty in the morning and I set parameters for the project. I knew what I wanted to do. I want to do activity sheets. They were going to be eight and a half by 11. I was going to do, um, the, the idea was that these were going to be printed at home or at schools by parents or teachers or librarians. So the ink, I didn't want big blocks of ink mm. that would soak it up. So there's a lot of line work and stuff like that. So it's less on the printer, um, you know, formatted in those margins and, um, and post them every day onto my website. So I really kind of sat up those parameters these are this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna give myself 30 minutes to do it I broke that rule a couple times because I wanted to do some hidden pictures Ooh. and those take a lot long those probably took me two hours to do one of those um, so I had a I didn't do very many of those I think I might have done three or four of those total um, So, was your goal with this project to get more work like from highlights or or make a book or, or that we're specific in doing these kinds of activities? Because I think um, a lot of people do these kinds of activities. I would think highlights is a, the one I think that comes to mind the most, but I think there, I think that there would be activities in other kind of workbooks for kids, right? Sure. Yes. Some of that, I can't say that, you know, I'm going to do this project and I'm going to get this work, but I wanted to prove to myself that I could do, some of this work. Um, I haven't done a highlights hidden picture and I would love to. So I just did it anyway on my own mm -hmm. just to go through the process of making it. So when the time comes that I do, I am confident that I can do it. Okay. I've well, done that. I love, done I love how you said when I do, 
not if I maybe can get that. Like, I love that. Super positive. (laughs) Andre has a question that I know you and I already talked about. So how do how much planning have you done for these? Because you have a list, this ongoing list, right? Uh, For the, yes, I, so part of the planning was I sat down with just uh, a piece of notebook paper, lined piece of notebook paper and numbered it from one to a hundred and just started writing my ideas down for activity sheets. And part of it is I wanted to, uh, this sounds kind of, I want to inspire kids to be creative. Mm. I, I want, you know, you see a lot, when you used to go to a restaurant, you see kids coloring with the little menus oh, yeah. and stuff. And that's another project I would love to do is like a menu at a restaurant, you know, that stuff. But now you just see them poking at an iPad or maybe not even poking at it, just sitting there staring at the screen. And I'm not a Luddite. I'm not, you know, technology is bad, but that bothers me a little bit. Uh, I it just, I would like to see kids. They have great imaginations and awesome creativity. And I'd love to see them put it to use. And if I can make these little sheets and kids can work on that and parents can share them, that was part of it too. If, and, and I did have schools email me and say they were principals email, you know, tell me they're sharing it with their school. They gave it out as a resource to their teachers, you know, follow this guy along and uh, you could use it. So the, the response to that was positive. I was getting, you know, emails and, Twitter stuff of parents showing me what their kids had done with it. And uh, that gave me motivation to keep going with it. And um, so, yeah, that was branding. You have branding in the bottom of the sheets. And during this hundred day, you were actually giving people a link so that they could go download the last two weeks or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the plan too. I thought, man, if I start getting into the project, I'm going to have 30, 40, 50, 70, 80 of these lined up on a single web page. Mm-hmm. It's going to take forever to load. So I just made it easy on myself. I was keep the latest five up mm-hmm. there. So when once I had five, then I would take one down and put the latest one up. So theoretically, if you came back to my site every five days, you would have a chance to download all of them. So if you followed along and came every five days, then you would have gotten all 100 that I posted. Um, so I tried to make that known too, that I'm not keeping all of them up there. So if you have one, just visit me every five days and you'll get it. You don't have to come every day and download, but you know, every five days and that just made it easier for me to manage. So Andre has another question. He's like really popping on these, um, this marketing one. So did you have an email list for these and did you send it out as a reminder to people on your list. I know you do have an email yes. list. Okay. Yes. Um, I didn't, I'm very careful with the email list. I don't send out things very often. I try to just send things out when I have several things to say and not hit you every time I have something new. I hate that myself, you know, when you mm-hmm. get those, you know, you're just kind of like, like every week when this. I send you two emails. <laughs> no, not like that. <laughs> but you guys know what I mean. You'll get, you, you sign Every up for something. Day. You're always careful with your email. It's like, I'm going to get this and I'm going to get bombarded. So I try not to do that at all. I would say I send an email out once a quarter or maybe more or less, depending on what I have to say. So I'd say if you sign up to the list that I have, you're going to get four 
emails a year, maybe five, and that's it. And uh, so people on this email list are mostly other, like art directors or people who would be utilizing this, or this could be, because I think I'm on your email list, so it's like regular people too. It's not, or yes. do you have like a demographic? Well, it's segmented. Okay. The list is segmented. So yes, I have an email list that I send to publishers, mm -hmm. and that email would be different than what I would send to everybody else. Some yeah. of the, some of the contents different, a little bit of the contents different. Some of it's the same, but, um, but yeah, I send that out and I segment the list. So what you see may not be what I send to an art director. An art director just wants to see my artwork sometimes and know if I've gotten any awards or if I've published something new, that's what they want to know. Um, they might not want to know about my activity sheets. So that list is kind of professional. Um, but that doesn't mean they don't either. Uh, you know, it depends on the content. Just depends. You're being specific and targeting those people with what they might or might not. Yes. I'm trying to decide now some of them might want that and, um, and that's fine, but I, I segment my list. So it might not be the same. So it, segmenting your list. So this is a important part. So you have two places on your website or when you have like a lead generation or a lead magnet for somebody who's an art director. And then you have a sign up list for just a regular person like me. Yeah. Sometimes the list is segmented. If they're coming in, uh, there might be a checkbox of what they mm. want to. And sometimes they might check both or they might just check one or, in the case that I've have a relationship with an art director and I say, I'd like to add you to my list, then I'm putting them where I think they mm. should go. I so, gotcha. so sometimes it's me putting them where I think they should go. And sometimes it's them self selecting where they want their email to go. All right. So I figured we would get this question, but Anna had the question about Inktober and if you were participating in Inktober and then after Inktober, I'm going to ask you a question about consistency. Have you ever participated okay. in Inktober? I have. I've done it twice. And uh, so the question is, am I participating in Inktober? Meaning, am I posting now. Inktober drawings right now? No. Do I want to and do I have ideas for it and do I plan to catch up with it? Yes, <laughs> I have some client work that I have to get out the door before I do that. But so I'm, I'm prepping right now. I'm cutting my sheets and deciding what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to use uh, an old school pen and nib because mm. I haven't done that in a while. And I think it'd be fun to work that way. And so I've gotten that kind of stuff out. So I haven't done any yet. I have my idea what I'm going to do and I'm prepping my sheets. I'm cutting little crystal boards. So you don't do the prompts that Jake, whatever his name is, puts out. Jake Parker. No, Parker. Uh, no, I don't. That's okay. You don't have to. I actually don't. I know. He says to. you don't and, and it's fine. And I, I think you I just need to come up with my own thing. I, I think that's good. I think that's even better for, I think that's another marketing technique. I think it's one to um, use that hashtag Inktober, but I also think it's good for creativity to come up with your own especially if maybe you don't, you looked at the prompts and you're like, mm, I don't really like those or so. Well, it's, it's, um, it's more, it's to do it any consistency. 
long term like that with the activity sheets too you want to choose something that you know uh you you love to do right you just you're gonna eat it up and and i think today's theme or yesterday's theme was poisonous or something like that number one i think day one was, or poisonous. The first one was poisonous yeah, yeah or something like that and it's I got to try to make it fun for me because that way I'll get excited about doing all 31 and knocking them out. Uh, so I, for me to be, and it's, and it's a personal project. You can do whatever you want to. You can right. make your own rules. So, and I would say Jake would be like, yes, do yes. your own thing. But for people that want some kind of kickstart on it, he, he makes that prompt list, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, and Andre says, do whatever. It's supposed to be a fun project. Do what you want to do. And I also think, um, so consistency was my next question. So with a okay. hundred day project, so you've done October uh, before you've had the pop wheels was, I don't even know how many, there were so many of those. How many were those total? Well, and this is, I think I've done 20 something. I think and I've I done know, 20, and but you I know, have a list of about 150. That okay. I and, and they those, weren't consistent day after day after day, but I do those when, uh, those were just weaved into whatever. I just had this idea of doing them. I liked cars when I was a kid, I loved hot wheels and I wanted to do, I thought it would be fun. It's the same. You give yourself a project. You're just, you're just making up the rules and giving yourself a project. And I thought how cool would it would be to do the packaging for hot wheels for Mattel that would be amazing. So I was in store looking at them and they're, they're kind of highly rendered, um, Photoshop car. They're very cool. I'm not saying that they're not, but I thought, what would I do if I were to do this? If they were to call me, how would I do it? What would I do? And, and then you start making your rules. Like I would do it this way. So I made my rules. I would do, since they're highly rendered Photoshop files, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to do more of a flat, graphic look to them um i want them to be animated i want them to seem alive you know mm -hmm. and and then what cars would i do and i thought i would do just all these cars from pop culture when i was growing up it seemed like every tv show had a cool car the 18 van the dukes of hazard car all that stuff so i just made a list of all these cars from pop culture so i called it pop wheels and then I just started started doing whenever I had time, and I've gotten through about twenty something of them, and they're they're fun. They're a lot of fun. I had an ice cream shop in town display a bunch of them. Oh, fun! Um, and they had a contest if you could email me and name each one where the car where it came from, then they would win a free poster of it that I I made, and um, that was a lot of fun to do something like that. So. Yeah, that is cool. Okay, so and Sean says, "Dude, those are epic." Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Are, and, so, they, and they won. I see. Um, or AIGA Orlando. Those that project ended up winning an AIGA award too. Oh, that's awesome! So that's yeah. a personal project that ends up. It just feeds in, so it's something you can do when you need to warm up your hand, or you're just um, stuck somewhere else. You can always go back to that because you have a list of 150. You just take the next one down take the next one down or, and then I will, because if you talk to people about the project or they know about it every now and then I'll get an email that just says, dude, chitty, chitty, bang, bang car. I got to see you do this. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's a great one. And I'll, I'll add that to the list, you know, or something like that. Um, or there'll be a new car that 
you know, for somebody saw that I didn't think of or didn't know about, and they'll tell me about it. And I'll add that to the list. So I may never get through that whole list. <laughs> but I it's bet fun. you will. I never not have anything to do. Right. So, so, uh, so what about consistency? You talked about it a little bit. So sometimes you can have a project that's just an ongoing, like the pop wheels, but then sometimes there's 30 day projects you've done in October before. So what about projects? So what about projects who are a hundred day or even a 30 day project? So somebody who's new to Inktober, what would you tell them about consistency? So one, you already said it needs to be fun for you. You need to set your own parameters. Make it fun. Make the rules, you know, and you can, you can, you're the, you're the king, you're the queen. You're, you can break them if you need to, but make your rules. And I think for me with that hundred day project, getting up early in the morning and having, and, and specifying the time that I was going to do it in was key to being able to do it all hundred days. I did it all hundred days, all consecutively. Um, and I didn't know if I was going to get to do that, but I really wanted to make that happen. So I think just carving out whatever time it is, you know, I knew I didn't know, but I thought I could get one done in 30 minutes, you know, an activity sheet in 30 minutes. So it needed to be fast too. So something, to it wasn't to, something that was new to yeah. completely. I wasn't going to weigh myself down, uh, with mm-hmm. hours of work every day. Right. That's, that wasn't the point. That's not the point of the project. I think the point is to spread that work out over time so you can see that growth over time, mm-hmm. not that growth in this short amount. Right. Of time. Well, and uh, that's the, that's the beauty about having the parameters too. You know, you don't want to have so many rules um, that you can't be flexible, but you also want to have rules so that you can see growth because that's right. the idea. And a hundred days 30 days is the, what it takes to make a commitment, actually, or break a habit. I think it's 45 days or something. Who knows? People have done some tests. Mm-hmm. But, but so what was the difference? So you got up early for the um, 100-day project. Did you get up early for the 30-day project? No. Those, uh, like for Inktober and stuff, I would do over lunch. Okay. On a lunch break or um, – or I would sketch something in the morning just to warm up and then I would ink it at lunchtime or something like that. Right. Or after the kids went to bed or. So what kind of feedback have you gotten in when you've done these side projects? Do people come like, I think one thing people are looking for is that you've done something consistently that you can work within a theme or a style. And I I think that that's something really, I'm making my students do a 30 day project. And they have to do something original within those. And it obviously is not supposed to take that long, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I think one girl was like, oh, that took me eight hours. I was like, that's not the goal. But they're not doing it 30 day consecutively because with school, I think it's really hard. And I I wanted them them to do at least 15 days consecutively. And then they could kind of peter out a little bit. But Mm -hmm. within the semester, they have to do something in um, 30 days. So that's 16 weeks. You should be able to. I mean, that's four 30-day stints. I think it should be able to – I think they should be able to do that. Yeah. But so what would you tell somebody who's never done it? So maybe get up earlier. How many – like besides it being fun and being animated um, and then you said the, that you wanted to do it flat, you wanted to do pop culture, was there anything else that 
because it was something you already or or a style part of the style you wanted to work on or a tool that you wanted to use um i don't know if it was a i don't know if i could say that that was in my mind like this is a style i want to work on or this is a tool i want to use i think um at first i maybe thought i would do it like in cut paper Mm. So that would be flat, but illustrators like working in cut paper Mm -hmm. to me, you know, you have an artboard and you can push things that Photoshop's not that way, but you can have all these things outside of that artboard and you're kind of pulling them in and chopping it, you know, the pathfinder tool, you're cutting that. So it's a little like that anyway. Um, But I, but I wanted to do something flat and graphic just because that was the opposite of what I was seeing Mm -hmm. just to see if I could do it. Um, I think the first one I did was the Dukes of Hazard car. Um, General Lee. The General Lee. Yes, the General Lee. Um, We're showing our good. age. That was Friday nights, right? That was Friday nights, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, with that project, it was like that. With the 100-day project, um, just that time period, making sure that it was small. And then because I was doing things like Creative South, I, I had to figure out a plan for that. So I would, I would do two a day and, or three a day. And sometimes I would take the best two and kind of push one back so that I built up a little bit before I went to creative South. So I had like six or seven kind of in the bank, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So that while I was at creative South, all I was doing was posting them to my website and then sharing them on social media. Um, and you so can schedule those up. posts, right? You can schedule those posts. So that's what I did. Um, I just had them together, had my laptop with me and I did that, did that while I was at creative South and then that worked well. And I used that probably a couple more times over the course of the project is I really want to not do that this weekend. And I'm going to build up a couple through the week. So it's Saturday and Sunday. I can just post, just schedule mm-hmm. those posts and have a weekend. So I did that a couple of times. I don't know if that's cheating, but that's what I did. Um, I think that's living. That's you being a dad, <laughs> yeah. being a husband, you being a, a real person who has other kinds of uh, responsibilities. Yes. So I, I did do that. And so, it worked. So, um, Sean and Anna are really hoping you'll be coming back to Creative South 19. So they are already putting, I'm just putting it out there. Okay. I hope so too. I would, I had a great time last time. I hope, I hope to return. So let's talk about SCBWI. I know we're getting off track. So Creative South and then, um, Society for Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. We're just SCBWI. I know now, and I'm a member and I did reach out to the lady in uh, Fairhope. I think they're all like writers in my area, but maybe that's good opportunity for me. There's mostly writers. It's mostly yeah. writers. Well, I'm not one. So, but, yeah. but they need people like us, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you not only won, you were the grand Poobah prize winner in 2016. You also won this past 2018. So this is amazing. So I'm super excited. So what, and you, you like to go to the regional and the regional is a little bit smaller, right? Yes. I go to the main ones too. Okay. Well, then they have, one in, they have one in Los Angeles and they have another one in New York. Those are the main ones. 
I haven't gone to Los Angeles Los Angeles one. I go to the New York one, and then I go to the regional one. So, um, are okay. So when you started going, you started going. You're in Kentucky, mm -hmm. and you started going to the one in Nashville, the regional Nashville one, right? Mm -hmm. And you you had a friend, and you went with your friend. Did you already know him before you started going? Absolutely. Okay. So you'd already, but you'd met online. This was an online friend or had you ever met? Uh, him it's Rob McClurkin. Uh, you know, Rob. Yes. He, he and I met through Dribble. So it was an online friend first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just yep. like you're my online friend, but we've met in person now. So right. we're <laughs> right. real friends too. Right. I said before, Rob and I are talkers. So we met over Dribble and we're typing that and you were like, can we just, can I call you? And because <laughs> I don't want to have to type it all out. So we got on the phone and uh, just became that I'm almost four, maybe four or five years ago now. Um, yeah, we we've become good friends. And Rob is in uh, Georgia, so he has his own SCBWI chapter there. But he comes. We we do the Nashville one. So we, he usually comes to my chapter one, and we do that Nashville one. And it is always a blast. We have a fantastic time there. We look for it every time. So and why? He, What's so great about it? So, and it is, how big is it, do you think? Uh, it's uh, three, four hundred maybe. Mm -hmm. So um, where the New York conference is probably fifteen hundred. Whoa. So it's a, it's a lot smaller, um, but it's attended by same people so to speak you know they're all creative directors from scholastic random house you know publishers that come there and there's editors and agents that come there just the same as they come to the new york um and they run the sessions and you so just, they're giving talks giving talks um and they're you know they'll they hang out and have lunch with you and you know you just get to know them a little bit and what they're looking for and it's just an industry, just like Creative South. You're hanging out, talking to other people in the industry and talking shop and talking about life or whatever. And mm -hmm. um, it's, it's just a great, it's a great, if you're interested in children's publishing at all, then you should be a member of that organization and attend a conference just to check it out, see if that's something that you want to pursue. Is the conference normally a weekend conference? It's a weekend. Okay. The, the one in New York, is it our weekend? Yes, it is. So, yeah, there, there are three days over a weekend. Okay. Sometimes that's a little bit easier if you're working to, to do a weekend one than do yeah. one. They're usually weekend. over a weekend. They, it's, if they do a pre-conference thing, I think that's usually on a Thursday or maybe a Friday and then in, Friday night they'll have, you know, um, a portfolio showcase and all that. And then Saturday is session, Sunday is session. Then you're out by midday on Sunday. Okay, cool. So, um, but you're just meeting people, but there's also a opportunity. I think Josh Cleland talked about that you could do portfolio reviews or they yes. look through. Have you ever done that part? Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you, uh, yeah, you get to sit down one on one with an art director from wherever. Just one? And, uh, yeah, it's one on one. No, basically. but do you only get paired with one art director? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, they can look at your work in the showcase. They'll have a showcase. So art directors come peruse that. And, um, and then you can sign up to have your work critiqued from an art director and you sit down one-on-one -on -one and they go through your book and give you feedback. And um, it's usually quite helpful. So Anna says, do you get to choose the art director? I don't believe you do, do you? Um, you used to be able to, let's see. Yes and no. They used to have it where you did, and then now I think you can do it where you can not, if you want, you can just, I want a portfolio review and someone will pair you with somebody, or you can pay a little bit and they will put you to the person you want. You know, if you've looked at them and there's somebody that you really want to be reviewed by, hmm. you can pay a little bit and they will put you with that person. So why so, I asked there, if there was just one, our portfolio review for our, we do for our students, you get like five and you yeah. get 20 minute sessions and they're speed dating kind of. And that's what Andre mm -hmm. was just saying in Spain, there's a festival and it has speed date with art directors to show your work um, in case you're looking for love. So, <laughs> um, but I do think that sometimes that's good. But one thing that uh, Josh said, he had gotten some uh, really good feedback, but you could really tell that that art director wasn't really the style it was like a, it just a mismatch. Like they were looking for something that really wasn't his style, which you may not realize, but then actually in those cases, it helps you clarify who your audience is, I think. And right. which could be a positive thing as well. Like they might be telling you to change certain things and you're like, no, no, those are part of my parameters of what my work is. And, I, and the art directors will get that. You know, they, they they will tell you, they've looked at a lot of art <laughs> and they would tell you, you know, this, this isn't, your style isn't something that I'm looking for, mm. or they might, you know, or might say, have you looked at this particular publisher or do you know this art director because they would love this, you know, or something like they will point you in a direction if they don't think that, or they will, they will talk to you what your style, you know, I'm goofy. And, and I, you know, I, I know that my work isn't going to be used to tell a sweet, sappy story. I don't think they're going to, uh, they've got a goofball manuscript and they're like, I know a goofball and he'd be perfect, you know, or something like that. I, I know. And I'm fine with that. Um, that's what I like to do. So they, they know that they've looked at a lot of work. So Anna wants to know what's the interaction like with art or um, agents. If you're, if you were ever looking for an agent, if for instance, she says they're there and sometimes they don't like you to know that they're there <laughs> and they don't put that on their name card at all. Um, but they're, they're there and you find, you can find out who they are and um, some, because they're speaking at sessions. So it's like, it's kind of funny that, I don't want anybody to know who I am. Well, you're speaking in the next session. Everybody here is going to know who you are. But there's some of that. And in the regional, it's less so. There's not that um, barrier. In a big one like New York, there's a barrier. You know, they, they really, because they will get bombarded mm. and tracked down, there's, uh, stories of people sliding manuscripts under the stall door in the restroom and things like that. So there will be somebody that ruins it for everyone and that just happens. But um, 
You know, I think with an agent, you have to figure out what you're looking for and what you want in an agent mm -hmm. and just ask your friends, ask around, you know, do you have an agent? Do you like your agent? I know some people that work with no agents and are totally fine with it. And some people that um, love working with their agent and you just have to find somebody that's going to be a uh, cheerleader for your work mm. and, and who believes in what you do and wants to see it thrive. And, you know, not just, you're not just something on their log sheet that helps right. pay the bills. Right. And, um, and the same for you, the agent should be something on your law. It's not a revenue stream shouldn't be, you know, it should be somebody that you're trying to build a career with, in my opinion. So, um, Do you have an agent? No. Yeah. I didn't think you did. No. Um, but that's by choice. That's my choice. I, early on, I did submit to some illustration houses, um, but and I didn't get very far with them. You know, mostly it was like, I think a lot of times what I got was, and it might be just a nice way of saying no, it, certain it is, but it's, we already have somebody on our roster that is close right, to does. your style mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they don't want to take on somebody that's going to compete with. Right. So, and that there's a churn rate, I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, where they lose people and gain people. Um, so that might be different, but you know, uh, agents also, they take a chunk of money, uh, right. 30%. Yeah. So. so Blake was saying he looked at agents, Blake Stevenson. Um, and he said, seemed like the amount they take off the top was fairly surprising, but I get it. And then Andre said it's 30 to 50%. So it's yeah, 30 to 50. much, and he's in Canada. So much more common in Canada and the, in the UK. I think right. there are a lot of people that are doing it, but I think the internet has made it so that, now companies can come straight to you. If you are marketing yourself well, using Dribble, using Instagram, using those platforms, you can really kind of take on that, um, the marketing itself, yourself on your, on your own. I think one yeah. thing I've heard that agents do really well for people who haven't been in the business very long or are, aren't sure what to charge or they are doing the, all the legal stuff, which I think really can be a little overwhelming for some people. And that's just not where their, their, you know, jam is. So right. it really takes some of that pressure off, I think, but it is a lot uh, off the top. Sure. Um, you know, it's probably similar to a real estate agent. You know, you could sell your house on your own, but you could get an agent who can list it for you and do that kind of stuff, kind of market it for you. I think even if you had an agent, you should be doing some marketing. Mm. You can't leave it all up to them. Mm -mm. Um, and you know, it, and then you would have to, you know, their cost, if they're, th if they're taking 30 to 50%, they really need to be bringing you in some, some income. Right. <laughs> to, right. To be able to justify paying that, that. So, you know, but if you're looking at it as you're building a career with this person and they're, they're like a cheerleader for your work and, and want to see it succeed and, and you both will succeed together, then, you know, it only, it only benefits them if you succeed, if right. you're making more money, they get more money. And if, you know, you're doing really well and, oh, that's, you know, so-and-so's agent, you know, I need to get with that guy. It raises both of your stock. So right. it's in the best interest that both of you do well, but no, I'm, I'm on my own. 
All right, so let's talk about SCBWI, your award-winning pieces. So okay. when you submit, what pieces did you submit? I don't know if you have them pulled up. If you don't, no worries. But if you do, you can. I just, I just have it on my website. Um, okay. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, I can go there. Um, well, I, or yeah, that or I can share my screen and pull yeah, it up. Yeah, share your screen. Okay, Diane. Do I click share? Click share, and then you're going to choose your web browser. Desktop. Or desktop. Share. Okay. Can it, your desktop can, is really clean. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a I have a folder here. You can probably see it called kitchen, kitchen drawer. drawer. <laughs> and that's where I throw a bunch of stuff. Okay. Just so that my it doesn't suck the RAM down on the computer. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to draw that on the screen. Um here here's the piece. So what how it works is is you get a prompt. They give you a line of text and you're supposed to illustrate that line of text as if it were two facing pages in a book. And I forget what the measurements, they give you measurements too. And then you're supposed to just interpret that text. And how long do you have to do it? Like how long from when they post the text to when it's, um, you probably, you have a good amount of time. Well, what's a good say, amount of time for you? I'd say you probably have, three weeks. Oh, okay. Two, three weeks, maybe a month. <laughs> I can't remember. This one's just so funny. Thank you. Um, I think humor is in all of your pieces, right? Like you're, Oh, it's you, definite staple. Um, <laughs> yes. I, so in this one, um, you get, you get a fair amount of time and, and I drug my feet on this one and I, I sat down and was like, okay, I really need to get this done. If I, I don't want to go there and not have anything. Um, so I just told myself I can't be too precious about this. So is, it, is it due at the... Yes, you show up with it mounted on a... It's oh. graphic design and a little bit that way. You know, you get the black mat board mm -hmm. and it's printed and you get out the old 3M, you know, spray. Spray glue. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you post it on there, and yeah, and then it gets hung. Um, conference, and then the art director will come through and review everything, and choose the one that she thinks is the winner. So, um, in this case, it was Patty Ann Harris from Scholastic. She's the creative director at Scholastic, and um, so that was this was my piece, and so like I said, I just. I knew that I wanted to have the characters on opposite um, sides. Mm -hmm. sides because apparently there was some, if you read the text, there's something they knew they would never be friends. And so then I just thought about opposites and stuff. And if you follow me around at all online or connected with me there, you know, I'm a big fan of sharks. So anytime I can work a shark into something, that's a fun challenge for me. So just so, some, if people are listening on a podcast, there's a little girl and she's there. It's Halloween and there it's, so it's all kind of purple. And then the two girls on the street, Emma, Emma's in a shark costume and she has a little uh, pumpkin full of candy. And then Ruby is a seal with like a ball bouncing on her nose. Um, I mean, she's in a seal costume and then she's pulling her little red wagon full of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it says, as soon as Emma saw Ruby, she knew they would never be friends. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. So, um, 
so yeah, I, I just envision these two kids, you know, in opposite costumes, you know, one has, uh, very little candy and the other one's just bringing in a hole. And yeah, that's at first I th what I thought it was. I was like, she didn't like her cause she was better at getting candy. Yeah. But then... so it's just, they're just opposites. They're, she <laughs> wearing a cute little seal costume and people are loading her up with candy and, and the other one's in a shark costume and has a, just a regular circus peanut <laughs> yeah. amount of candy. And I'm a big fan of Charles Schultz too. So uh, know that, you know, I got a rock kind of, kind of situation um and then for the background thinking about colors i just whipped up a halloween palette you know purples and oranges and stuff mm -hmm. like that and then um knew that i wanted to do the background monochromatic and then the characters in a different color to pull them push them out make them stand out so that you really saw the two characters and they were you know together and for the background, um, this is this is actually the street I grew up on, and the house in the background is the house I grew up in. Mm -hmm. and, cool. And so I I that's I pulled from that to draw that. There's just some kids back there trick or treating. So anyway, that was that piece, and it got selected, and um, so that's really cool. If you go to the SCBWI Mid South website, they have some stuff up there. They show this, they keep it up there for a year. Oh, wow. So it's another um, kind of good advertising thing for you. Anybody that comes to that site for the year is going to see your piece and your name there. Um, so that's good marketing that doesn't cost you anything. Absolutely. So, um, so anyway, that's that piece. So what about for 2016? What was it? It was a shark. Surprise, surprise. So it this was the same thing? They give you a prompt? Yes, but I didn't include the text on this one, and I can't remember what the text was. So is it optional to include the text? Uh, yes, you can include the text or not include the text. Okay. And, and when I submitted it, it had the text in it. It laid up here in this yellow part. Mm -hmm. um, that's where the text went, kind of on the submarine. And it's it's just a... Uh, secret agent shark capturing the vampire squid which is another these are other characters that I play with all the time that I'm made up um, so that was the 2016 winner the art director was named her name was Con Katrina Dom Kaler she was from Random House I think was the judge on this piece um, so anyway so that's that all right, so how do you think, um, have you ever been to Icon? I was wondering. No, I haven't. I haven't been. Because it's every two years and it just mm -hmm. happens. So then it'll be, I didn't, I know that it's, it's not just children. So it's, this is more of a focused industry. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. this has really helped. I think that you've gotten to know people and meet people um, and you really, really enjoy going to SCBWI stuff. Yes, absolutely. Totally. So, uh, Andre, I have not been to that book okay. fair, Andre. Uh, I would love to go there. Um, <laughs> yes, I would like love it's to. It's in Italy. Yes, it's in Italy. I, I have not gone, but I would love to. 
All right. So we have 10 minutes left and we've done two questions. Oh okay. God. Terrific. How do we end up doing this? I don't know. Okay. So speed round. Okay. How do you organize your work day? Now, do you still get up at 530? I still have been getting up 530. Yep. So just get up and, but I use it now for emails and getting through that kind of stuff so that I can start my work day. So, yeah. Okay. So how much of your day do you reach out to new and or of a week or do you have a certain schedule that you read reach out to new and potential clients compared to how much you're illustrating and do you know how many projects you do in a year or in a month i don't i could look it up i don't know how many and i think it probably varies depending on the size of a project if you get you know a spot illustration in a magazine can be turned around pretty quickly, but say a 32 page picture book is not going to be turned around right quickly. The general times for a book is about a year um, from start. I mean, the illustration part may not take that long, but from other parts of it, it could take that long. So it just depends on what type of projects I have on how many I'm going to do and the time it's going to take me through the year. So then how about, doing what's the percentage of your time in a week are you doing outreach to new potential clients and then doing actual work i'd say it's probably 60 40 i'd say 40 percent outreach 60 percent work um, so we've talked about this before and i don't know if we recorded it or if it's just you and i talking because we get to talking sometimes because me and you are both talkers so <laughs> at 40 percent um what does that look like on a regular basis? So I know you send, you do it like a quarterly mailing, but what does it look like during a regular week when you're not doing a mailing? Well, it might be gathering stuff for the mailing. Okay. Like I know I'm going to send out an email during this time. Uh, it might be designing, working on a postcard. That's how we since So my new postcard obviously has that piece on it and, the stuff on the back. So it's working that out, uh, time schedules for that and art for that. A lot of times, not all the time, like in this case, that's not, these pieces weren't created specifically for a postcard, mm -hmm. but sometimes I will think about something specific that I want to do for a postcard because I can format it exactly how I want to have it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's that it's, thinking about social media posts. It's mm -hmm. thinking about, uh, I'm a Kentucky crafted artist. So there's a, there is, it's through, um, drawing a blank. Um, but there's a Kentucky arts organization in Kentucky. And so you get juried in and then you can be what they call a Kentucky crafted artist. And that gives you opportunities to show work like at the state Capitol or, um, if say a big company is coming, uh, I don't know, like, a Oh, Charlie's restaurant is coming and they look for art, local art that they want to have in the restaurant, mm -hmm. they will contact that or arts organization. So it offers some other opportunities there, marketing things. Mm -hmm. So I'm listed on their website. Um, it might be reaching out to schools for school visits. Oh yeah. Let's talk about that. So what, what is this? Cause you regularly talk to kids that are not your own kids. <laughs> it sounds funny, but yeah, <laughs> I know it sounds a little creepy, but 
<laughs> but it's not creepy. And I, we talked about that a little bit, but you go and talk to kids about being an artist, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And you do this, uh, you, you know, you plan this in, you do this. It's not something you do just once every six years. You do it. I don't know how often you do it. How often do you do it? Um, I just did one a couple weeks ago. So I would, you know, every, I mean, I would love to do more, but I would say probably over, I might do six a year, maybe. Oh, wow. Know. That's a um, lot. Um, I mean, I would do it once a week if I could. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. I just, I absolutely adore it. The, the kids are just, they have a way of applying logic to something and just cutting right through the crap, mm. you know? And I just, I, I, that's so refreshing. I think it's, and it's, and it's funny. It's often comes off as witty, although it was never intended to be that. It's so you know? innocent, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, like my own daughter, I have a kindergartner and she will say, she will say things like this day, this day we're going or next day we're going. It's not today or tomorrow. It's this day and next day, which is perfectly logical. Last day I did this. Last day we did this. This day we're doing that. Next day we're doing that. Absolutely logical. But it, in some ways I think that's funny because it's just very literal. And I, I just I love that kind of, you know, and they're very creative. They just, they have no boundaries in well, terms of where their mind goes. Mm-hmm. Well, and you talked about last time that you'll go to a school visit and then you'll eat with them. Yeah. And- <laughs> And you were sitting down with these boys and they said, you know, they asked you a couple questions. You're saying, I'm a new kindergartner or first grader. I think I I said I was a third grader. Yeah. (laughs) Because of the beard, you had to give yourself a little bit. They asked asked me whose dad I was. And, and I don't, this was not my kid's school. I don't have any kids that go to the school. And I said, I'm nobody's dad. Today's my first day of school. I'm in third grade. And that, you know, they, they kind of look at you like, he's messing with me, but I, is he really messing? You know, and they're like, you have a beard. And I was like, I, I, I put that on this morning. I was hoping it made me look a little older, you know, that I'd fit in a little bit. And then they, you have a ring. That means you're married, you know. I got that out of a bubblegum machine. You know, it's <laughs> just... Uh, anyway, just messing with them, and they're they're just like I think he's messing with me, but I just don't know for sure. Because so they, they don't want to, they don't want to call had, you out. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't had these kids yet. This was a group I hadn't had yet. So you know, when I go into the library, and then all the kids file in, they see me, and they're like, "Oh, it's you, it's you. We knew you weren't. We knew you weren't. You know." And I had this like rowdy little lunch crew. It was you know they were high fiving me when they were leaving, and you know it was just really fun. I just have a good time with them. And, uh, and I, I hope they take something away from it. I hope, I don't think every kid I talk to, you know, or I'm not hoping every kid I talk to is going to become an artist one day, but I hope that they will learn to foster and enjoy their mm-hmm. creativity and imagination and not let it get, you know, uh, atrophied mm-hmm. or, you know, that they will continue to use it. It doesn't matter what profession they go into the world's going to need creative people, you know, no matter what they do. And if they're confident enough to whip out a sheet of paper and sketch something out when they have an idea, I've done my, I've done my job. I'll be perfectly happy. You know, if I, if I see a kid do that. So, uh, or when they're not a kid anymore. Right. So I love doing that. So 
All right, we're going to go to the next question. Rapid yes. fire, okay? Okay, yeah. Um, how does being a designer, because you were trained as a designer, yes. um, impact your work? Do you think that you you are more beneficial to an art director because you understand that part of where they're going to need to put type and things like that? Absolutely. Uh, uh, yes, have to be. Uh, just not that I would try to do the design work, but just being able to know what they are going to need loose, you know, where do you want me to put this? Cause I know you're going to need something for this later on. So, you know, and questions to ask questions to ask, mm -hmm. um, not intimidated by file types or mm -hmm. production speak and, and being able to do some of my own production work, setting up my own postcards, Mm. working on my website, doing my own marketing pieces, those activity sheets, um, you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, I was thinking about the 100 day when we were talking and about you speaking about your kids in design school. And even in design school, I think a lot of that's applicable. I remember taking a advertising class and the professor came in and he had a sheet of paper I, I don't know it was like 18 by 24 and it had a hundred squares on it and he brought it in and gave everybody one and tomorrow you need to come back and that needs to be filled with a hundred ideas on how to advertise gorilla glue and we had to fill up these little blocks or when you were in your identity system class mm -hmm. and you had to churn out you know 50 75 different logo variations or ideas for a brand that you were working on that's the same thing, you know, we're going through lot, you know, when you're working out a spread or a book or anything, you might draw it a hundred times or when I'm designing a character, I might draw that character, you know, a hundred times trying to figure out where I put the eyes makes this happen or something like that. So yes, I think a lot of the stuff in design school is applicable to illustration work. So I know you, I know you do this, but can you talk real quick about how you start with the pencil or on the a Wacom tablet or iPad? What is your process? Um, I'll share my screen with you again. Okay. Sorry, guys, that we're going over. Uh, okay. If I put a lot of this stuff on my blog, mm -hmm. um, will it click there or is it loading? It's coming. There it is. So um, this particular one, this is a, a comic I did. It's the inside front cover of a children's magazine called Spider. And I will start with paper and pencil. Um, this was actually drawn on my tablet. But uh, this shows an original idea I had that they didn't take. And then they, this is the idea that they did take, that they did like. So you presented how many ideas to them? I think I presented two or three. Mm -hmm. um, so what were the parameters they gave you? They said what? It was beautiful. They gave me very little. Uh, they said it, you have the inside front cover. It needs to be a comic and it needs to be something to do with animals or maybe oh. winter time. Cause mm -hmm. it was a December issue, I think, or a November issue. Um, so that was it. Free reign, do whatever I want to. Um, so I came up with this idea about birds flying south for the winter, not in order to survive, but to get a good spot in Disney Disneyland. Right. And this was uh, two siblings who are, happen to be worms who are just fighting, and they like that one. So 
this is, you can see, um, this is on paper. The image on the left side is right here, is just ink and marker. Mm -hmm. So I'm working it out in ink and marker and paper pencil. Did you scan it first? Um, no, I think I just, uh, well, I, I drew that on my tablet. Oh, so okay. I printed you printed it out. out and okay. then started working out what I wanted to do, uh, ink and color wise. And you can, I can print out three or four copies and try different colors or different studies on what I want to do and then bring that back into Photoshop. Mm -hmm. And then now I have a plan. Now I know what colors I'm going to do. It's, it's, it's a lot faster for me to work that way. I know some people think, well, you're doing double the work, but it, it really moves a lot quicker than in, in Photoshop. You have 16 million colors and in my marker pouch, I have 30, you know, and it, you're, it's just so much faster. I need a blue. Here's a blue. I don't have to dial in, you know, 16 million blues. But when I get to this point, if I do want to tweak that now I can now it's a tweak and not a big decision. You can, it just moves quicker for me. Um, and then I work it all out on the tablet. And then this was the finished piece that uh, got published. And I love her little bow. <laughs> had to make her look feminine. Yeah. Um, so same thing with this one. This was uh, spread and highlights and I'm just drawing the main characters and this thinking about the camera angle, mm -hmm. um, where I would place the camera if it would be straight on. This one had, was a schoolhouse with lots of characters. And although this would frame the main characters, well, those characters that go into the background will get pretty small and it's in a magazine. So it's not a big spread in the book. It's just a little, you know, uh, left side of a magazine. Um, so working that stuff out. Here's a screenshot because I got some feedback from McClurkin. Mm. There's me and McClurkin down at the bottom. Uh, we'll often Skype and just ask questions. So here's the sketch that got approved. And then now I'm going to back to pencils and paper, working that out. If you look into the left side image at the top right hand corner, you'll see a little study of like graham cracker. Mm -hmm. This was going to be uh, inside of a gingerbread house. Mm. So um, there's going to be a lot of brown in this image. And you can see there's a ton of brown because there was chocolate. But I'm trying to figure out how to break it up as much as possible. So then did you, you you're just using color pencil to figure out your color. Because I'm using you, markers and color pencils to figure out my colors. But yeah. you're going to color it in the computer. I'm going to, yes, I'm going to digitally recreate what I did pretty much. That's awesome. Yeah. Dave Clayton just, said, Hey, it just works. Um, I won't take you through all these since we're time, so, but if you go to the blog, you can, you can check out that. And these are under ramblings. So ramblings. I love this part and I, I love that you're going back to paper to think, right. Um, that's so, from design school, Diane. That's, mm -hmm. you know, you, well, at least I had this, uh, you know, when you start, I would just get out a sheet of paper. Now there were some people in my class that would crack the laptop open and, but I, my brain didn't work. I, how in the world do you know what you're going to do? I have no idea what I'm going to do for me. Like once I moved to the computer, I was in production mm. and, and the planning happened outside the computer. The planning all happened on just paper and pencil and whatever I got. 
to figure out what I'm going to do. By the time I'm on the computer, now I'm in production. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm now building it. I'm I'm making whatever it is. So, I mean, if you were going to build a house, you don't just go go to Lowe's and buy. (laughs) What are you doing? How much lumber do you need? I don't know. I'm going to build a house. Just fill up my truck. Yeah, you got to figure it all out, and then you know exactly what you need. That's that's how it works for me. I know it. I know other people that just can crack it open and start working, and it's it's fine. I just I never worked that way. I don't either, but I think we design it. We have more, when we have our pencil and an eraser or more paper, you can go faster. I think the iPad or, or the computer is more of a production tool. So it's, yeah. you can build a whole house with hammer and nails, but man, a screwdriver makes it so much faster. Yeah, that's, that's I why, like. I, yeah, I latched on to people like Vaughn, mm. who, who is a big proponent of drawing. And, you know, when I first discovered him as you know yes that dude's saying all the stuff i <laughs> i think you know i love that dude and just would eat up he'd put a book out and i get it you know and just devour his his tutorials and stuff like that yeah i think he's great well i think it adds some check him out. it adds richness i think to what you're doing so yeah. we we haven't ever gone over this we got to talk about 311 i've always left it till the end okay so, this was a dream client for you I think. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is kind of combining number five and number eight all in one. So at number five, I said, what's your dream client? And number eight was, I want you to tell them as quickly as possible, the 311 story. Okay. How it began? Is yes. that? Okay. Then, Cause we didn't what, talk about this at all last time. No. I think so. Okay. Um, well, if you don't know, there's a band called 311. They're, they've been my favorite band since I saw them for the first time in September of 1994. And I've listened to them ever since. Huge fan. And I did, it was another personal project. They do a concert in New Orleans. They've moved it around as of late, but they were doing a concert every March 11th in New Orleans. And it was a big deal. Um, I think the mayor decreed it officially 311 day in New Orleans. So March 11th is 311 day and they do this giant concert. And I've been to many of them, but there was one year that I couldn't go. And I, again, personal project thought, wouldn't it be fun to, um, cause I, I love, I love music. Uh, and I, I love children's books and cause you're and, a drummer, right? Yes. I'm a drummer and I have a ba- I have a bass, I have a guitar. We're, I just, yes, I'm a drummer. Um, I'm trying to be quick. So, but I thought, but I also thought, and I've had this idea too, it would be cool to do this sometime, maybe, maybe as an Inktober thing, but I thought, you know, uh, Paul Rand was my favorite graphic designer Hmm. because he did children's books and he did these epic brands and he just ran this gamut of cool work. And that's just how I saw myself. I wanted to do, I love children's books and that's what I want to do, but I would love to do some of this other stuff too. Um, like, wouldn't it be cool if Dr. Seuss had designed, you know, tour shirts for the Beatles. That would have oh, been yeah. epic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, that would have been great. And um, so anyway, I, I thought, what, what if I draw some, uh, draw the band members um, in funny poses and posted them to Twitter every day uh, leading up to 311 day as my own 311 
celebration. You know, I would, I would do that. It would be fun. I would just listen to the music and draw and it would be a fun little project and I can't go to the concert. So it would be great. You know, things are different. I have three kids and a wife. You can't just go see, I'm going to New Orleans for the weekend. So I did that and it ended up getting the attention of the band and their management and they got how? in touch with so me. How was they it? They saw it on Twitter. Thing? Okay. Were you they tagging things or were you? Was I tagging them? I, I may have hashtagged it 311, mm. but I don't know if I knew enough to tag or mm-hmm. uh, this was a few, several years, not several years, uh, five years ago, six years ago. Um, your littlest one was really not young. Yeah. Oh, not okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I, I don't think, I don't, I can't say for sure that I tagged or anything and I didn't have any intention of it doing anything right. other than just being fun for that week. Um, and it got the attention of the band and their management and their merch management manager. Um, gosh, I don't want to take up a lot of time, but there is a cool story, just a little cool it. story in there. So, and it happened fast. It didn't like, go through the week and then it got some attention. It got some attention in the first and second day there. It would just started getting shared and people were tweeting at me. And then because people the, were getting ready for the concert also. Yes. Right. Yes. This is so pre three eleven. It was top of mind. Right. And the bassist made the character I did of him as his Twitter avatar. And it got a little, more momentum for that. So as it started building, maybe by Wednesday of that week, um, I, my wife, I was talking and she was like, you know, you should make, uh, you could, should take all five of them and put them together in something and like send it to them. And I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. I wonder if I could do that. Could I do that? It's Wednesday, you know? Um, so, I had gotten connected with the bassist through that, through Twitter. We mm-hmm. were connected through there so we could message each other. Right. And so I messaged him and said, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm going to finish this on Friday. Um, would, could I send you guys a poster of this and, and would you get it? And how would I, who would I send it to if I did? And he said, yeah, I think we get it. Here's the tour manager's name. You would send it to the Lakefront Arena, mm-hmm. care of him, and we would probably get it. So I, uh, as soon as Friday came, I posted it because I, I think I, the last one I did was a drummer. And then I just kind of put them together in, in uh, a rent, you know, made a piece of that and then got it printed, framed it, then took it to the UPS store so I could overnight it to the arena and and there was a big debacle ups lost it they didn't know where it was they couldn't get to it um i ended up getting it for free because it was supposed to be guaranteed by 10 30 and they couldn't didn't know where it was but turns out it did get delivered there they did get it and it now is in their studio in california they own a studio and then that is where um some other people that are working for the band saw it and said, this would make a great tour shirt. 
And so they contacted me, can we license this from you for a tour shirt? And it did. And they, it, I was told from the tour, from the merch manager, they sold like hotcakes. They couldn't keep them in. They, they just, they were huge. Didn't even have the band's logo on it and they were selling quickly. So, um, anyway, it, it, uh, and that led to doing prints with them and it led to just this past April, I did, uh, an animation of them that introduced them to the stage for their two day 311 thing in Vegas at the park theater at the MGM. They had a big show there. So, I got to go there and hang out with them and it was, it was a blast. It was an That's, absolute blast. I love that story. And yeah. it really, it was a personal project, but personal you, project. but you also knew it really well. It was something that you knew, something that you loved. And I love that. So they're all <laughs> yeah. saying all because cool. I was uh, upset. I couldn't go to the concert. <laughs> <laughs> so one, uh, I'm going to do one last question. Um, what, what's a piece of advice you would give a younger version of yourself? Uh, uh, younger <laughs> ver start now. Oh, okay. Start so right now. So it's never now. too late. Just start now. Yeah. I was like everybody else, you know, if I had this, if I had this piece of equipment or mm. if I had access to this. And I, and I still do that. I still catch myself doing it. I, I will die. And I'll say, you know, if I just could get this, I'd be able to do this. And then you have to stop. And sometimes you have to say, I probably have everything I need to do it. If I, I, if I really wanted to do it, I probably could. Or if there about, was something really, truly in the way of it, I could get it, mm -hmm. you know? So I think about yeah. that, like an iPad pro, like I would love an iPad pro. Cause I Me think, too. Oh, <laughs> me and you both i don't have one i would love it but yeah. i also think okay well there's something there's some i think there's some reason there's something i need to do and learn with actual watercolors right now or i need to understand that medium before i dig into the ipad pro to be honest i, yeah. I mean i just think okay well i'm gonna one day i'll get it i'm just not <laughs> they're all saying it's a great investment <laughs> right a really nice stable brush um, <laughs> <laughs> is worth a thousand pins, Andre says. So I I I agree. Thanks, Andre. I know you got our back, our poor yeah. backs. Yeah. <laughs> I had all this stuff I was gonna show you guys too, but I don't know if I should. Yeah, show us. Um just I was gonna talk about uh my sketchbook and I have a sketchbook, it's just a moleskin thing that I work a lot is from that. Thick paper? Um I don't know what, what guys, what's in a moleskin? It's just that. No, certain kind of moleskins are thicker. Oh, really? I just have yeah. the cheap cardboardy okay. uh, saddle stitched, mm -hmm. you know, these work really well. Um, so that I will, I will draw digitally sometimes and then I, I'll draw small. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes the, Drawing is really small. It's gonna, I don't know what I have in here to find a safe piece. How's this? Like, uh, oh, yeah, know, like your t shirt, yeah, like my t shirt. So, yeah. it, this was a small, see, it's kind of small. You can put my finger there, yeah. Drawing. Um, but I will scan that in and then print that out large on an eight and a half by 11, and then I can go back over it and put in the 
whatever details I need, you know, but just drawing small helps me get proportions better. Mm -hmm. I think um, Matt, so here's, Matt wants to ask if you, does drawing give you energy or exhaust energy? Oh, it gives it for sure. Um, yeah, the, it, it, it uh, starts to turn on the faucet. You know, you just, you just keep, you want to keep going. Um, and I'll do that. I don't know if I have a compulsive thing, but I'll just, sometimes I'll draw a character over and over again and different facial expression. And I love doing that. I love working, you know, figuring out the character and what he looks like and or she looks like and putting all that together. Um, and then, you know, I'll print this out. These are two goats. <clears throat> Ooh, you said it sort of like a goat. Goats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I'll ink and figure out colors with marker over top of it. And this is just, you know, something I doodled in a sketchbook. Just maybe mm -hmm. it's something, maybe it's nothing. I don't know. So you doodled it, you, then you blew it up, and then you printed it out, and then working out color. Yeah, scanned it or take a picture of it with your phone, and then um, right. bring it in and blow it, just stretch it out, and then print it, and then you can ink over it. Um, some books. This this book is a good one to own if you don't have it. I mean, you could check it out of the library, but it's it's just that there's an artist and designers market one too. I have yep. that. I have both of them. This is the children's. Do one. you get it every year? So it's children's writers and illustrators market 2017. I don't buy them every year, but I keep them fairly. Like my artist and designers market one is 2015, mm -hmm. and this is the 2017. So. And so we've talked about these before, but tell people why. So it's just a listing, and it it does it by uh, category. Yeah, there's some article stuff in here too, like working with licensed content people. There's there's some articles and stuff too but mostly it gives you a list of contacts that you can go through and see and I mean, what I think kind you of to, stuff they buy right yeah and what how to get in touch with them so I, I think figuring out you know where your work work fits in the market like mm. what if, you, if it's children's books going to the bookstore looking around at what books um, you know catch your eye and why and knowing what kind of books you want to do and where you fit in the market and just pull them off the shelf and flip them over and see who published them and go home and Google and find out who the art director is and then add them to your mailing list. That's how you can build a, you know, a snail mail list. Mm -hmm. And then I like reading these books too, just books like this, like how to sell your art online. A lot of these books are going to repeat, I'd say 80% of the same information. You'll read the same thing over and over again. But then there's always some little tidbit mm -hmm. in one of these. And I have a little notebook. I'll write to, This is a library book, so I can't <laughs> mark it up. And I don't like to do that anyway. I'd rather just take notes, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'll take notes. And this one's really interesting. Um, it's called Subscribed. And it's about uh, subscription models. And as a designer, you're familiar with that because Adobe did that to everyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And um, so this book kind of analyzes those and it has some, some interesting things in it. You know, if you're an illustrator, you're a freelance designer or whatever, you're, you're a small business. And um, I think the statistic was that in 2000, if you, if you looked at the list of fortune 500 companies and then now half of those companies are gone 18 years later, these are fortune 500 companies and they're gone. Wow. And they talk about uh, business models and how things are, it's not just a subscription model, but companies are being aware they're, they're 
making people feel more like members and not just customers. You're not mm -hmm. just a consumer, but how can they build a service around their product and not just, it's just a transaction. You give us money, we give you this and then see you later. It's how can we, you know, and more people are concerned with, um, you know, like Uber, like you, you want the ride, not the car. Mm -hmm. Just, you want the, you don't want to rent a car. You just need the ride and they're coming in and offering that service. So it's an interesting book thinking about applying that model to other things like um, car manufacturers are looking at it. Like you could subscribe to Ford mm -hmm. and then you pay a price every month and your insurance tax registration, everything, but cat gas maintenance is all included in that price. And then you have access to their fleet, not just this particular car. Right. So you can drive a sedan for six months out of the year and then go on vacation and get a van and then go to an SUV and then come back to a sedan. You can, I think Cadillac was looking at letting people switch up to 18 times a year. Whoa. So you have access to their entire lineup for 2018 or whatever that is. So you're, wow. you can switch between cars. So it's an interesting thing. It might not work out for everyone, but it's an interesting look at that type of business model. I don't know how that applies to design or, hmm. Uh, children's book illustration yet, but it's an interesting <laughs> business book that I think. But it's important to read things that are gonna make you think about other things that are happening in the industry because you, it would be great if you were on the cusp of whatever it is. You might get a great idea from something else. I love reading uh, business books too. Right. Well, in terms of children's books, that is very transactional. You sell you a book and then you have the book. Mm -hmm. But what else? What else is there, you know, and maybe it's something like activity sheets. You get access to all these other things that are based around the story in the book that teachers can use or librarians can use or parents can do that reinforce or just make the book more playful, you know, allow kids to expand upon, use their imagination, their creativity, expand upon whatever the story is in the book. It's to prompt them to get them to do those things. I don't know right. yet, but it's interesting. So Andre had a question. Do you, yes. And I have a question about your postcards too. So this, okay. do you send postcards to potential clients or current ones? Both. Okay. As a marketing tool or as, um, or any, do you send it as a marketing tool or do you send any physical objects or I don't know exactly what he's asking, but I think that's. Well, it's a physical thing. It's a physical piece. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a marketing thing. It's, it's uh to let them know I'm okay. So you just had, it's like a Uline clear envelope. So then you'll print labels. Oh yes. Okay. Uh, it, I got it for clear bags, clearbags.com. Oh. Uline has them too, but Uline has them too, but I found that the Uline ones are kind of cheaper. These. Oh or yeah. Those look, um, more like a crisper. Yes. They're they These are called their crystal clear bags. They're, but they're they look, like well. you lines sort of fold funny, like, right. They're a different yeah. kind of plastic. Yours are yeah. like flatter. Yeah. It's just a little, it's a little sleeve. They slip right into this little sleeve. Okay. And then this, this uh, adhesive strip pulls off, off and it folds off. And then I put a stamp and a label on that and then mail it. And it, they can take a, this out. Do you put anything else in there? A letter or. Um, sometimes card? I'll write a little note here. Mm -hmm. Uh, with this layout, different ones, or sometimes I'll put a little note or sticker. I might mm. put a sticker in there. Um, or that's about it, though. Really, you just need to send a postcard. It's not anything huge. I got this idea from Gary Lacoste. Do you guys know Gary? 
mm -mm. Uh, this plastic thing. He so sometimes I get postcards from illustrator friends. They'll send me their postcards, mm -hmm. and uh, I love it because I'm like, yes, send them to me. I love seeing them. So Gary's, I think I have it right here. Um, so Gary, this is Gary's postcard. So you can see he's got the mm -hmm. label, and then he had he put a little post-it note. Oh. Hey, and I saw this and I'm like, this is fan this is fantastic. I need to do <laughs> I need to do this. So uh, you know, I emailed him like, Gary, what? How'd you do this? What? Where'd you get this? And and uh, anyway, so I started doing it because I I think it's genius. It is genius. So um, it protects the art. You know, it protects from getting it scraped up in the mail and um, makes it stand out. And you can just, you can slide a little thing in there. So yes, I do that um, with the postcards. They are marketing pieces. They are meant to advertise to potential clients. So yes, I will send it to current people who I'm working with. And then I will send them to people I have not worked with yet. I think we covered everything except some of the little questions within. Yay, an hour and a half. We got through it. We got through it. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around, guys. Sorry it was long. Oh, I think they really wanted to hear. So I actually am very glad we got it done. But you've actually seen clients come out of this. You're able to um, be a supporting member of your family, right? This is not uh, just a hobby. No, I, I intend this. To, I mean, this is going to be my career until I can't uh, hold a pencil anymore. Right. Hopefully that's never, but, <laughs> but, uh, no, this is, you know, it's, it's the am ambition of a childhood dream to be, to do this kind of work. So, yeah. But it's also, it's, it's doing it. You're, you're not, it is a lot of marketing. There's other things that come in. You have to be strategic about what you're putting on social media and how often you're posting and, and what you're, and, and, and doing these hundred day projects, I'm sure if that was the hundred days that other people were doing it, you're able to be seen more. And that's why Inktober is a great time because we can be a community and encourage each other during that Inktober time. And I, I'm right there with you. I haven't been able to start on time, but I have my own theme and and I'm, I'm going to do my own theme because I think that that's for me. Um, and I think it's important to sometimes do it when other people are doing it. It doesn't matter to me if you can't get all your 30 days in that time. I, I think you got to be realistic because you're I'm planning on doing 31 drawings, but I'm yeah. not going to start them <laughs> until I get some of my client work out. But it is what it is. Exactly. All right. So next week we have, um, Oh, Bill Gardner from Logo Lounge. Oh, so awesome. I know. Tell him I so said hello. I will. I'm real excited to have him on. And I'm because he's done so many things. If you're if you like drawing and you like drawing logos and you like making marks and the simplification, Logo Lounge has been I mean, it, it they they print make books and they there's a whole bunch of things just for teachers too, which I think is really incredible. So I'm really excited to have him on and I'm excited to have a lot, lots of new people here today. Thank you so much. And um, how you get in touch with Scott, let me tell you, is you go, Scott's last name is S-O-E-D-E-R. Hopefully all of you can spell Scott, but it's S-C-O-T-T. -T. 
So scottsoder.com, and I'm going to put all these in the chat, but you can also get him on Dribble at Scott Soder. Dribble has three Bs. Um, Dribble.com slash Scott Soder. On Instagram, he's Scott Soder, but on Facebook, he's Scott Make Scott Makes Art, not, yeah, Scott Makes Art. And yes. then on Twitter, he's Scott Soder Art. Yes. I know, we can't always have the, you do have a good interesting last name that really makes it unique, I think. Yeah, but somebody already had the Twitter handle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't get it, so. Well, and so, and um, Taylor actually put in the SC, SCBWI um, link. It's scbwi.org. So if anybody wants to yeah, join. The mid, mid South, mid South region, mid South region is, yeah. is Kentucky, yours. Tennessee, yeah. So, and you go to conferences, you meet people, you talk to people, you have mentors that you are in community with often. And I think that that's been a big real, that's been super helpful to you as well. And I would encourage people to find other people as well. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Come to a conference. Right. Creative South or SCBWI or any any conference, you know. You say it yeah. so fast, like it's so easy to say SCBWI. <laughs> it, it takes me a little bit. I'm like a slow kid, I guess, on the bus. But um, guys, I hope you turn in next tune in next week. I won't be in Eastern time zone to put it out there, so that's why I messed up today because I did it when I was in Michigan. And um, it'll, if you want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on at Design Recharge at Twitter and Instagram. That's the best way. Or you can always email me at Diane at RechargingYou.com. So I hope you guys will tune in next week. Scott, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I always thank enjoy you. our conversations. We got it done. It took a little longer, but we got yeah. it done. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. See you next week.